the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the NBA forces its players into an unwanted position and the MLB announces their awards finalists. We'll recap this week in college football and discuss week seven in the NFL. Finally, we'll wrap things up with our quick picks of the week and a fantasy update. Get on your feet. You're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite bespectacled beardo, Mac. And I am Heather, no longer 0-7, because I beat his big, (laughs) stupid, smug face. (laughs) Lewis, I did it! She's she's so excited she forgot her last name. Almost. Almost. Uh, Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. How are we doing this week? Uh, It's probably best to skip that question and just let's just go write it. No, listen. No, no, no. The positive of this week is that dead last champ beat the number one in fantasy. That's what we can be excited about. Yes. I, I don't like how everybody, how happy everyone is about this. Uh, I was overjoyed. Uh, and although I'm probably going to lose, it gave me hope for this week. So <laughs> anything yeah. is possible. Anything well, is possible. If you believe hard enough, it truly is. And well, I am proof of this. I'll need to crush that hope early. Well, uh, it didn't happen this time, so suck it, Timothy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been a week. Yeah, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> um, uh, somehow, it was, it was this has been the longest Tuesday. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, somehow this has been the longest week of the year that has lasted like twelve years. Actually, uh, this is the 38th month of 2020. And uh, this is the third week of November. Yeah. Yeah. On the 5th. Yes. It's it's the third week of November on the 5th. And I haven't even hit my birthday yet, which is the 10th. So (laughs) (laughs) nice. So we'll be recording what, like a day after your birthday? No, we will record on my birthday or yeah, a day after my birthday. Yes. Oh, Okay. Okay, so I'll have have to hand you a birthday loss in fantasy football. Um, Again, I like my chances. You lost to the Heather. Um. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Um, There's not a lot of news this week, but let's start with the NBA, where the league year looks to be starting on December 22nd, uh, much to a lot of players chagrin. Yes, the NBA Players Association was pushing for like a a January opening on the Martin Luther King weekend. Or you have some players like LeBron James that was pushing for a February opening. Uh, But the owners or the governors, as they like to call themselves now, uh, are really pushing for December 22nd. Um, You know, so that gives the teams that went deep into the playoffs about two months off uh, before they... uh, (laughs) have to go back to work. 
Um, and if we thought injuries were kind of bad on the reboot, um, imagine how they're going to be without a proper training camp. Um, you know, and there's still a lot of issues. We still don't know where the Toronto Raptors are going to play. Um, apparently, Newark, New Jersey might be their temporary home. I've heard Kansas uh, City. That's another one. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of places being bandied about as a temporary home for our beloved Toronto Raptors. But, uh, you know, then you still have uh, the draft. You know, when is this going to happen? What's the salary cap going to look like? It seems like the NBA uh, with Silver and the governors are really trying to cram 10, you know, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag to get started before Christmas, because that's what they want. That They want that big slate of games on Christmas. Yeah. Um, Which has always been like their day. Yes. Yes. That's uh, their weekend. That, that New, New Year's belongs to college football and hockey. Uh, Christmas belongs to basketball. I mean, I would even say New Year's is just owned by college football. There are some hockey games on, but nobody can. Eh. Well, that's usually when they fan. schedule the Winter Classic. Yeah, and the Winter yeah, Classic still, gets cares. like a, t- a tenth of the fucking viewership that the college exactly. bowl gets. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Like, you really have to be really die hard to watch the hockey games that are you on ha- at that time. <laughs> you have to be Canadian. Right, yeah, yeah. I think the last time I watched the Winter Classic was when it was like the Red Wings versus the Blackhawks in uh, University of Michigan Stadium uh, in that big out the big house. And that was really cool. But don't don't get me wrong. I think it's great. um, The the Winter Classic. But wasn't it a few years ago in like Dallas or some shit like it was in a warm weather city? Um, And I'm like, I don't I know. No, you're going to do outdoor games. Do it in fucking Minnesota. You don't want you're like, to you're like, this, like, that's not how this works. Yeah. That's, you not, know? that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's interesting about the NBA, though, is that it doesn't seem to be that they're considering a bubble at all, despite oh. how fat, how well it worked for them when the restart well, happened. I mean, you got to think, even if they do limited seating, you know, you have asses and seats. You know, they're going to pay for merchandise and concessions and all that shit. Uh, And they don't I mean, it worked. It really did. But those, you know, the governors want to make some of that money back. Um, I mean, look at what Major League Baseball owners are doing. They're crying that they've lost like some ridiculous amount of money, like two or three billion dollars. And I'm like, bro. um, But you got some. Yeah, you are you are all, for the most part they're all billionaires. They're supposed to be these smart finance guys, um, and they're the first people to tell us we're supposed to have six months of savings in the bank to prepare for calamity. It's like, dude, if you're going to own a team, you should probably have six months of money or whatever in the bank to right. prepare for calamity. You know, right? <laughs> like, like you, you, I- you should be prepared for a strike and be able to survive yeah. a strike or you know a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's face it. It's this. The shutdown is going to affect how teams function. Um, I mean, Clemson today uh, did away with men's cross country and outdoor track. Uh, Mm. We're going to see more and more schools cut non-revenue generating sports. Uh, No matter how large their endowments are, we're going to see these teams cry poor. You know, uh, 
a lot of these teams have built new stadiums within the last 20 years. So they're they're about aged out, uh, according to, you know, sports business parlance. What's going to happen when these teams are like, well, if you don't, you know, you city uh, like the Panthers, for example, want to move out of Bank of America already. Um, are they going to try and bend over the city of Charlotte and the county to pay for a new stadium because they're crying poor? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's this is going to affect the landscape for professional and collegiate sports for years to come uh, because it showed that they are not fiscally responsible and they got caught with their pants down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other I, real well, sorry. I want to go on record saying I do not. I am not in favor of a December 22nd start. I think these guys need a break. Uh, yeah. The only teams, the only yeah, teams that do. really that don't need a break are the ones that did not get invited to the bubble. Okay. Right. You could let, let them play a few warm up games before they go and get shellacked by the rest of the league. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Cavs can play a little bit early and then the rest of the league can join in when it matters. Um, exactly. And, you know, we're saying that as Cavs fans. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say like, I, that doesn't, mm-mm. I mean, no. cause you got to figure like LeBron played how many playoff games. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it's not even just that. Like, LeBron is an amazing athlete. I think we, we can all agree on that. Uh, that man's probably played more basketball in the last, uh, we'll say, 12 years than anybody else. Um, but he's also in his mid-30s now. Uh, it's time to maybe catch that break, uh, you know, and, and, you know, ice things down and stretch a little more and, and you know, whatever else that you have to do. And, I mean, he takes good care of himself. Um, but, you know, father time is undefeated. He always wins. So, I mean, I would I don't blame him for saying, no, fuck that. Let's let's wait till February. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guarantee you, he's probably got a lot of the 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 players with more clout that agree with him. But at this point, the Players Association is just like, we're not going to win this. So, sure, we'll start in December. Um, right. I just I just feel bad for him. Right. The only other big piece of news comes out of baseball. Um Trevor Bauer rejected an $18 million qualifying offer from the Reds. He will become a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the awards were announced for Major League Baseball, at least the finalists. We've had some, uh, we've had the gold gloves and the silver sluggers actually awarded. Um, you know, ho- home guys, uh, Jose Ramirez won a silver slugger. And uh, Cesar Hernandez, and uh, who's the other one that won the Gold Glove? Uh, dude, I can't even remember off the top of my head. But I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be funny um, when you know Bieber's a finalist for the Cy Young. I, uh, uh, Bauer's a finalist in the NL, if I'm if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, Both awards could end up in Ohio. Yeah, um, <laughs> as uh, as Bauer's on his way out. Um, Right. I don't know. That's going to be kind of funny. Uh, did you see the what happened for the the White Sox on Twitter this week? No, the, what happened? The manager they fired is a finalist for manager of the year, and they put up a congratulatory tweet to him. Um, well, guys, <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 really fucked up. Um, yeah. I mean, he, uh, he made he made his fair share of managing gaffes. But they hired Tony Larusa, a guy who hasn't managed in ten years. Um, 
and honestly, I, I'm pretty sure he's a good friend of the owner. So, like, right. Renteria didn't have a shot. But hopefully he gets a job. Hopefully. So the NL Cy Young uh, nominees are Jacob deGrom, Trevor Bauer, and Yu Darvish. Um, the AL are um, – I just had it here. I'm sorry. But it's going to go to Sh- uh, Shane Bieber because nobody else touches him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> except in the playoffs. Kenta Maeda and Hyun Jin Ryu uh, are the other finalists in the AL. Uh, All right, Heather, we have to sign into the hometown crowd bylaws. Tim is no longer allowed to pronounce Russian or yeah. names of Asian I was, uh, players. I was actually, <laughs> as he was speaking, was like formulating our formal apology to our international listeners who yeah. could be of that descent. So I apologize. I cannot pronounce least, that name. On behalf of at least me and Mac, we apologize yeah, for our friend. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll make sure we do better. What we'll do we, from here on out is we will find somebody online that can properly pronounce the names. And as Tim's reading it, we'll just insert that audio of the name being pronounced correctly <laughs> and then carry on. Listen, we don't we don't invite him to these things. We just kind of like, yeah, you can come if you want. And he just shows up. So that's kind of where we are. I'm, I'm so. hurt by this guy. <laughs> um, the NL MVP finalists are Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman and Manny Machado. If anybody other than Mookie Betts wins that award, uh, dude, Mookie might as well just go on a, a streak of just punching everybody near him. <laughs> right. Um, for the AL, you have Jose Abreu, uh, Jose Ramirez, and Yankees leadoff man DJ. Is it LeMahieu? LeMahieu. LeMahieu. How Thank many you. times has that man been in an episode and you still have yet to get his name right? Yeah, I mean, we did like a whole 15-minute block on him trying to figure out if he was from Louisiana, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then, but wait, and then... Well, I mean, to be fair, he did also butcher the other names here just a few minutes ago, so... Yeah. But this is different. This man, we have talked about this man a few times. I is smart and I do my homework. I feel yes. like you need to, we need to put like a little sticky note on your computer. <laughs> Lay May Hugh. Well, any uh, any predictions for the AL MVP? I, I would love to see Ramirez win it, but I mean, honestly, Abreu has had a hell, you know, he had a hell of a season. So, okay. um, you know, I I would be surprised if he won it. All, all, you know, all the finalists, I mean, LeMayhew had a fucking outstanding year. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch too, even though he wears pinstripes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I I think the AL is going to be a lot closer than the NL. Like if, like I said, if anybody other than Mookie Betts wins the NL, like, bro, yeah. I, he just needs to run around and find every voter from the uh, Professional Baseball Writers Association and just start punching them in the face. Yeah, I think I think Bieber's probably a lock. I think uh, Betts is a lock. Uh, the other two, maybe I, some toss-ups. I think Bauer's a lock. That dude pitched out of his mind in Cincy. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I would love to see him win it just to piss people off. That was one of my <laughs> favorite things about Bauer was he just speaks his mind. He is who he is. He's living his best life. Um, and he's unapologetic. Yeah, I mean, I loved how he said he might not sign a long-term deal. He might just sign year to year and keep driving his asking price up. And I'm like, dude, do it, man. 
Make mm-hmm. that money. Because he, he knows people will pay it. That's oh, why. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I just, uh, I think Major League Baseball, I, they just, I don't like the, the, the voting requirements that they have for their awards. Um, I think the players should have a, as big a say in it as the writers do. But then again, I'm just an almost 40-year-old guy with a podcast uh, who writes part-time about sports. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Turning over to the NFL, where we just got news that the NFL levied some heavy fines against oh. the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I promise I'm good at my job and did not almost say Oakland. Uh, (laughs) uh, Those fines are going to cost the Raiders $500,000. Coach John Gruden is uh, $150,000, and it's going to cost them a sixth-round draft pick. Yeah, and I think the rules are actually scaling, so if you get busted again, they take like a fourth-rounder. Yeah. You know? Guys, it's really simple. If you don't want to wear the fucking mask, wear the gigantic shield. It's okay to do that. It's working for Andy Reid. Yeah, uh, and, and Andy Andy still tries to put the play sheet up in front of his face. It's like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we can still see it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, still, but still. And look, he's worn it every game. Yeah. Has had no fine. Yeah. At I all. Mean, it, it, and if you don't like the mask, or the, the face shield, they have masks with actual audio ports. Um, where exactly. You, actually, you know, so fucking, you guys are multi-million dollar head coaches. Spend a little cash at the team store, bro, because I can buy one. Uh, and if I can buy one, which I, I mean, I can't technically because I don't have that kind of money. But if I have the opportunity to buy one, you too, coach, can buy one. Um, I mean, and let's face it, Gruden and Peyton have been the two biggest, like, I, I have a mask, uh, and it's kind of near me, but... <laughs> yeah, this brings the total violations for the Raiders up to 800000 for the team, and Gruden himself has been fined a quarter million dollars. Good God, man. Dude, it's not that hard, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I was a volunteer at the polls for the past week, um, and I had to wear a mask and gloves the entire time, and you know what? Didn't really bother me. Um, it's not that bad, you yeah. know, and people understood me. So, I mean, it's, it's not that hard. Just wear the fucking mask guys. Yeah. How are we this far into it? And people still don't grasp that, that concept. Well, I mean, for whatever reason, uh, you know, when I was deployed, I had guys to this day that tell me I was the only thing they could hear when things were blowing up and rounds were going off. Um, I know they're pumping in noise, fan noise in the stadiums, but John Gruden is not exactly what you would call soft spoken. And right. I'm sure I'm sure he could still be heard with a mask on his face. Right. Um, you know, so if I could do it in a war zone, John, you could do it at your fancy uh, Roomba Stadium in Vegas or on the road. So. Falcons find defensive end Tack McKinley for tweeting desire to be traded. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. He's been saying this shit since last season. Atlanta was still like, fuck you, bro. (laughs) You're sticking around. (laughs) And we now have um, looks like four teams that have shut down facilities this week. 
the Chiefs, Colts are, uh, Chiefs and Colts are both virtual after a staff member tests positive. Uh, the Bears facility shut down, and Houston has now shut down after positive tests. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, uh, I think the NFL, like, it, it would be much more difficult for the NFL to do the bubble than, like, Major League Baseball or basketball. Yeah. But I, I think they Because where do you do that? It, well, not even just where. Like, NFL rosters are 53 men. Uh, or yeah. actually 57 this year. It's 57. Um, so, you know where are you going to get the housing for everybody? You know, is there, are there enough like hotel rooms and stuff like that? But, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I think the NFL could have done this a lot smarter. I I don't think having fans in stadiums is a smart idea right now. Um, You know, and this isn't just for the NFL. This is for college football as well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Tennessee game this last weekend, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Anyway, you know, they're they're like at a quarter capacity, but that stadium seats 90,000 people, hmm. you know, so that's still a lot of motherfuckers in seats. And they may have started out uh, socially distant, but as the game went on, they just kind of <laughs> migrated towards each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I was I, that I, University of Tennessee. Yeah. University of Tennessee. Um but I, I just I don't get it, man. Like I am I like we were talking about. I am glad football's back, but they probably shouldn't have done a season. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I understand that a bubble would have been difficult because I mean, think about it. There's not, you know, basketball had it easy because there, there's a complex that has a lot of uh, courts that they can play on. Football doesn't have that. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely- Where are you going to play? I think I think the best place that you could even make the argument would be somewhere like, say, Raleigh, Durham, where you have like colleges real close with quality fields. Use Duke, UNC, NC State, maybe Wake Forest, like those schools and maybe do it that way. But that's about it. I mean, you could honestly go do Texas. Uh, you've got a lot of schools, a lot of pro stadiums there. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I just we're going to continue. I mean, we're already seeing just throughout the country. The number of cases are going through the roof. It's going to trickle down to, to any time you have a big group of people um, mashed together. And that's essentially what a football team is. Um, so, I mean, it's I don't know what the NFL is going to do going forward. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to pull these games off this weekend. Uh but, I mean, hell, that's why they get paid the big bucks to figure that shit out. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, and, again, I am glad football's back. It gives us something to talk about. I love football. But I don't know, man. I just I, – at this point, I don't think they should have had a season. Well, I'm surprised that y'all haven't brought up what happened at that Saints game this weekend. Oh, I was just getting ready to go into last week's uh, scores. <laughs> I was actually going to start with your boy, Joe Burrow. Okay, that's fine. We can start there. We'll, we'll, we can start let's, there. Let's start. Speaking of Tennessee, let's start with uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who knocked off Tennessee to earn Joe Burrow's second career win by a Yay! score of thirty-one to twenty. I think I lost that pick, but I don't care. Uh, we didn't make that pick because we okay. didn't think it was a chance. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, good for him. Good for Joe. Yeah, so I, think, of him. I think Burrow is the hands down rookie of the year. Um, I, I don't think that could be argued because he's doing so much with just trash. Um, that offensive line can barely keep him off the ground. 
uh, you know, and, and Burrow's just playing out of his mind. I mean, and the thing is, is he's making rookie mistakes, but not like a not I, awful rookie. Well, yeah, but let, let's talk about that for a second because Joe Burrow's line was very impressive this week. He yeah. was uh, yeah. twenty six of thirty seven for two hundred and forty nine yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. He's definitely he's definitely making that very steady climb to being a great NFL quarterback. Yes. Not like this meteoric type rise that you get a lot of times out of college football. Um, and I say that, um, AKA because, uh, Cam Newton had that, he had a real, like really fast trajectory to the top. Yeah. And he just kind of plateaued there and has kind of just been stuck there for a while. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes is another one who's again, a very steady climb in success. Like he came in being super popular, you know, and and you know the 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 dude that everyone's talking about, but he's it, I, I see a lot of similarities in Burrow and Mahomes in their first few seasons of being very you know being very methodical in how right. they improve and a and a steady improvement. Well, they're, they're and, both and, very- they're and, very, and very polished football players already. They are. They are. But at the same time, like, and they're still making mistakes, but it's obvious that they're still learning from those mistakes. Yeah. They're cor- they're making the corrections. They're making the adjustments. So then, so the mistakes don't repeat themselves. Well, I mean, I think the great thing for Burrow is he's playing for a young offensive minded head coach and they're both going to grow together. Um, yeah. You know, I, Taylor, I, I'm just saying he just yeah. he's he's proving himself to not be like this flash in a pan type quarterback. Yeah, which is what very well could have happened considering he dominated last season. Then he goes into one of the most, uh, you know, honestly one of the shittiest situations in pro football in Cincinnati. But I mean, you got to give the Bengals a lot of uh, a lot of uh, credit for for beating Tennessee. Uh, you know, it seems like the wind's kind of out of Tennessee and, and their offense is strictly a one trick pony with Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, Tannenhill played great through the first five games or so. And then, I was going to say, yeah, we were really like hyping up Tannehill for yeah. a while. And then he, I, I don't just know. Like, just like, just, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I'm, I am. That's that's why I'm very proud of Joe. I'm very proud of Joe. Yeah, I, th- I think if they can get him, you know, just a couple of pieces, build up that line, you're going to see, you know, potentially all four AFC North teams being very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the thing is, is, you know, that this league ebbs and flows. So right. as one team will go up, another will drop. Um you know, I think Baltimore has all the talent in the world, but they have got to get some other receivers on that team to really get the best out of Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, I think, is actually built for a long run. Uh, they, they completely retooled that defense. They, they've managed to find these wide receivers uh, every year, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and, and Cleveland, if they could just get some better uh, pieces on defense, that's also a good team as well. So, yeah. you know, it's like you said, the, the North is going to be very competitive, I think, um, you know, for the next several years. If if yeah. Cincinnati can get those pieces and let's face it, they're going to be drafting high. Yeah, probably for the next few seasons. Yeah, they're um, two, five and one at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it, it, all it'll take is a is a, a stud left tackle. Um, 
And honestly, I think Mixon is a good, you know, running back one uh, and buddied up with Giovanni Bernard. You know, that's a good, you know, uh, secondary option. And, and they, they're going to need another wideout, I think, um, yeah. you know, to replace um, uh, A.J. Green. Um, so, I mean, it's it's looking up. Cincinnati fans just have to be patient. Um, yeah. You know, and that's rough. That's, that's always the rough thing as a fan is being patient. But, I mean, uh, you know, hats off to the Bengals beating the, the Titans. I didn't see that coming. Uh, no. They just they really just beat up Tennessee all in every facet of the game except run defense because, let's face it, uh, Henry is a beast, and uh, <laughs> there's not many teams that could really shut him down. Yeah, Henry had uh, 112 yards and a touchdown in that game, but Cincinnati winning by double digits is unexpected. Um, now let's turn to New Orleans, uh, who won 26 to 23 in overtime against yeah. the Bears. Yeah, yeah, it that was. And I, we were running around and doing a lot of errands on Sunday. So I, and I couldn't watch it here, obviously, because the Seahawks were playing. So I don't get to watch anything when the Seahawks are playing, which is kind of the same shit I was going through in North Carolina because I couldn't watch anything because the fucking Panther, because Carolina was playing. So I had to, so I've been listening to it on my series. And so that's how I, so I've been going old school of listening to the games which is kind of nice because you, Deuce McAllister is one of the the um, commentators, so it's nice to yeah. meet Deuce. He's he's actually a good color guy. He's um, great. I, he's so I great. I actually like Deuce. Yeah, and it's so funny because he was really like he gets he's like I am, and and it's uh, honest to God, and it's how a lot of football people are, but it's really bad in Louisiana. Of we get really really superstitious, so he's like, okay, I need to switch something, I need to switch like my hat, or I need to switch my jacket, or I need we need to switch seats, like something to change the look. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, but it's uh, it's especially bad in Louisiana, though I can promise you. And so that that's what he was saying when it went into like overtime. He was like, okay, I need to switch something. Like, something needs to change right now. <laughs> it's like that commercial um, where the guy leaves the room and they score so they don't let him come back into the room. Yeah, exactly. he's got he's to watch it outside through the window. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> because it's it's only weird if it doesn't work. Right. That's well, the whole thing. It's only weird if it doesn't work. When the, Pats, yeah. when the Pats played the Falcons in the Super Bowl, I went to Max and met, like, five of my buddies that were Pats fans. And at halftime, I went out to the outside bar and – uh, grabbed a beer and I tried to walk back in and my buddy Joe was like, no, sit your ass down. We just scored a touchdown. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So I had to watch the rest of the game away from my friends and uh-huh. text them the entire time. <laughs> um, even though we were technically in the same building. Okay, so, yes. did it work? Did it work? Uh, absolutely, yes. Okay, exactly. Uh, it was right. worth it. But uh, yes, I think I think every sports fan understands that level of superstition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just hilarious to hear Deuce do it on air. So that was that was great. Um, and so I actually missed the fight. I missed it because, like I said, we were out running around doing things. So I didn't get to I didn't get to hear about it. Um so y'all remember me saying a couple of weeks ago about how that number two, we're going to need to have a talk with him. We're going to need to have a fucking talk with him. <laughs> okay? Because I get it. All right. I don't. Uh, allegedly, he ripped out the mouth guard 
of Javon Wims and spit on him, allegedly, which is what caused Wims to go and start throwing punches uh, in the third quarter at the dude. So Wims gets ejected out mm. of the game for as he should have, because that's that's punk ass bitch shit. Like you don't like if you got beef or whatever, do it in a way that's like that keeps you in the game. Right. But no, he wants to go and get petty and shit. Well, before the game, he's the reason that fucking Michael Thomas got suspended for the goddamn game because he started shit with him at practice. (laughs) I'm so upset right now. Well, I mean, I watched the entire game uh, and I'll tell you right now, uh, that Saints offense, like I breeze did a good job of spreading the ball around to like the 28th wide receiver on the practice squad. Um, but they really miss Michael Thomas. You know, I thought Kamara is just, just the thing. This is Michael Thomas's first game back. Yeah. Like, why the fuck? Why the fuck? <laughs> so upset. Clearly. Uh, but Heather has no feelings whatsoever yeah. about the situation. Well, I mean, the Saints, de- the Saints defense almost gave that game away. Um, oh, my God. There's no reason it should have gone yeah. the way that it did. No. And then and then what we were saying in our chat was you were talking about how the Bears are just the most schizophrenic team. Oh, yeah. In the league. Like, I, and, it, and the thing is, is, you know, you're not going to get a complete game out of Nick Foles. But when he turns it on, it's always when it counts. Um you know, I, I just it killed me to watch the Saints play such a soft zone. And then, you know, Foles just dinks and dunks, gets down the field. And then, you know, watching him tie that, you know, the, the touchdown pass tie the game. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, well, I, I just couldn't believe that. Dude, well, uh, well, it's probably for the best that I didn't like actually watch that game, that I was just listening because we were outside doing manual labor because of our stupid dog getting out. So we were digging trenches along our fence line to bury chicken wire to keep her from getting out. So it's probably best that I was not watching it and was actually doing something with like all of this like rage that I had building in me. Because I probably would have broken our new TV. Yeah, I, it, it wasn't pretty. Um, I mean, the Saints—they're gonna—they're gonna be in the thick of it for those playoffs, for one of those playoff spots in the NFC. But um, uh, you know, Tampa Bay has really turned it on. Um, you know, yeah, Brady's, that's what we have this week. Well, yeah, let's, we're, yeah, we're let's playing talk them about again. Tampa Bay here for a minute. Um, Tampa Bay narrowly beat the New York football giants. Yeah. 25, 23 on Monday night. I watched that game and I couldn't believe um, how just bad they looked against the giants. I mean, the only reason they won that game is because of Jones and just uh, making a lot of bad choices with the football. And he still put them in a position to win the game at the end. Um, You know, and this is what kills me. You know, Jones, he wasn't really highly regarded outside of the Giants and Dave Gettleman uh, when he was drafted. Um, But he just needs coaching. He really needs coaching. You know, I mean, look at that two point conversion at the end of the game. He threw that ball late. You know, if he would have just got it out a half second earlier, the game's tied. It's going to overtime. Right. um, He didn't throw the ball away when he should have. I mean, he he just. 
you know, uh, one of his conversions on like third and long at the end, he's running backwards and has like the entire Tampa defensive line chasing him and he just hucks it. And he was fucking, uh, you know, Slate. He was lucky Slayton was there to catch it for a first down, you know. Um, it's it just, I, I don't know, uh, you know, Tampa maybe looked past the Giants, uh, but they got good, uh, you know, good uh, production out of Fournette, who I think is probably going to supplant Jones as the running back one. Uh, right. You know, and then you still have, like, I, I don't understand how you have a talent like Mike Evans and he's not catching balls anywhere near the amount he was when Jameis Winston was there. Um, but, you know, Tom seems to have his connection rebuilt with Gronk. Um, you know, he's gotten all, a lot of the other receivers involved in the game. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's Tampa, you know, Tampa, they looked bad on Monday night. But, I mean, this is going to be a team that's going to be a rough out for anybody the rest of the season. Our last game to discuss from last weekend was a good old-fashioned slugfest in the AFC North. Uh, Pittsburgh continues to stay undefeated, winning 28-24 over the Baltimore Ravens. That game was back and forth all afternoon. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, Pittsburgh came up with the stops when they needed, and uh, Chase Claypool was yet another one of those wideouts that, you know, I wasn't really familiar with him coming out of college. Um, that's just that just produces um, James Conner. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody can sit here and talk shit about him anymore. He's one of the top running backs in the NFL. And Ben seems to be back, you know, after having his rotator cuff worked on. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh came up with those defensive stops against, uh, you know, it's still a pretty dynamic Baltimore offense. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Baltimore needs to get some wideouts for Jackson. Uh, they, they really do. Um, you know, that that's only going to help his development and help their chances of winning. You know, I, I just don't think you can keep going with kind of the patchwork, as, you know, kind of aspect of wideout that the Baltimore Ravens seem to have. Um, and I, why isn't Dobbins getting more carries? Uh, on I've that wondered team? about that. You know, uh, he, his workloads gotten progressively, you know, increased as the season went on and it's gone on. But I mean, still, Mark Ingram is a running back that is OK with sharing carries. He's done it almost his entire career. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's not the guy that's going to bitch about losing carries to to PK you know, to Dobbins. So I, I just I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I just I'm, I'm really curious about that. Um, you know, you pick, you picked him with a second round pick, second or third round, right, Tim? Uh, I think it was an early second. Yeah. I so I I don't understand why you're not getting him more carries because he's an amazing talent. He showed that in college. Um, you know, but I mean, we'll, we'll see what goes forward. Um, again, I'm not, you know, a, a head coach, but that's one of the things I'm, I'm really curious about. I'd be I'd be giving Dobbins as many carries as I could. Yeah, he was picked actually in the end of the second round, number 55 overall. Okay, but still, that's a second round pick, you know. Uh, Let's go over to college football where um, (laughs) Michigan. Let's start there. (laughs) Of course, that's where you guys want to start. Imagine that. Little brother Michigan State beats Listen. Michigan. 27-24. I have never seen so many um, how do I want to say it? 
Michigan after Harbaugh videos ever. That's literally all I have seen is the future of Michigan after Harbaugh. Yeah, uh, that future is coming real quick, real fast. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is Michigan did not look good in that game. I watched it um, and, you know, Michigan State didn't look pretty, but Michigan State's M.O. has always been just win, baby. You know, like if you're going to win, like let's win ugly, you right. know, uh And they managed to do it. And let's face it, you know, this is a Michigan team that came into the season. Uh, You know, I I can't tell you how many articles I read where this is the this is the team that could get over the Ohio State hump. And that's what they say every year. I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, big facts. That is what they say every year. He's right. He's not wrong. Watching that team, they're not getting over the hump this year. Um, No. They had, uh, I, I believe he was a sophomore. I wish I could remember his name, but he just torched Michigan's defensive backs the entire game. Uh, big catches, catches for touchdowns, um, you know, and, you know, that the thing is, is if this is such a, a talented Michigan team, you know, you are not going to be able, if you're letting one man do that to you, you will not Ricky be able White. to. Okay, thank you. Um, you're not going to be able to keep up with Ohio State's wide receiving core, which is probably the best in college football right now. Um, you know, it, it, I, but I agree with you. Like, and as much as we like to bag on Harbaugh, it's kind of like the Bo Pelini situation at Nebraska where he won nine or ten games every year but couldn't get past, you know, his his rivals, and he got shit canned for it. Um, yeah. and, that's, and that's what you're going to be <laughs> – looking at with Harbaugh Um, Harbaugh is a good enough coach to get you considered in the polls he might get you into the top 15 on a good year Um, but that's about as much as he's going to get you with Michigan Yeah, Uh, he's got a little over a year left on his contract his contract expires basically I think it's basically scheduled for the day after the Ohio State game of next season Uh, (laughs) no if any if anything they'll have it at the end of bowl season because they're going to want him to coach that game Um, but it's actually something weird like coming into the season he had like 13 months left on his contract well, that's weird. That's a yeah. That's a stupid contract. Uh, <laughs> that is a really bad contract. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's not going to make it. Um, you know, it, it, it's just it's kind of uh, you know nuts that this is the guy that you know was supposed to be the savior of Michigan football, and uh, that is not the case. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His his contract is set to expire three days after the final game of the 2021 season. Oh. Um. It's it's not January or December. Yeah. It's like no the end of November, basically. <laughs> well, if if they if they make a bowl game, it'll it'll probably run until after that. Um, yeah. You know, but. I mean, let's face it, they, they probably will, but that it'll be like the Outback Bowl. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what what way, you know, the university goes, because, you know, he's going to have, um, you know, say he doesn't cut the mustard this year and all the boosters are like, well, he's got to go. 
you know, who's paying that buyout? Because it's a pretty large one. It, it's a big one. Um, uh, you know, because he was supposed to be, you know, the, the you know, the guy who, who brings national championships back and all that. And it's, it's just it's not working out that way. Um, you know, maybe maybe his method of coaching isn't working. I mean, he's embraced spread tendencies. But how does college football work now? You have to open up that field. Um, and he runs still a heavy pro style offense, um, you know, but we'll see. I, I, I don't feel like he's going to be employed much longer. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with probably you there. Not wrong. Um, let's see what else. Clemson struggled with Boston College this week. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised by that. Just I, I mean, I get it. They're without Trevor or whatever, but it's Boston College. Right. Really? Yeah. I, I honestly think a lot of that was getting used to the backup, and I'm not going to even try and pronounce his last name. Because, um, <laughs> you know, you you know, you know where your strengths are. Yes. Uh, and my strengths in pronouncing names I'm not familiar with do not apply to our um, Islander brothers and sisters out there uh, because I do tech, you know, typically butcher their names and I'm, I'm very apologetic about it. Well, uh, but yeah, I'm not going to try to pronounce that name either. We're just going to call him DJ, which is his first name. Okay. Well, DJ, I mean, that works. That works. DJ did, did not have a bad game though. Um, and uh, my favorite college football player right now is Etienne. You know, he busted off yep. another big game and honestly going into Notre Dame, that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let DJ get comfortable. Like, don't expect a lot out of him. Run the shit out of Etienne because I, I don't know a defense that can keep up with him. Yeah. You know, uh, he's an amazing running back. He's going to be a first round pick. Um, and I don't even think low first round. I think he's going to be up there. Um, but I, I just think that's what you do. And it seemed like they, they try to get DJ really comfortable in the passing game uh, at first rather than running Etienne. Uh, but you know, once they once they started really uh, letting Etienne do his thing, you could see DJ get very comfortable in the pocket. Um, I don't yeah, think it's Clemson gonna, had like, to stage a huge comeback in that one. They were down twenty eight ten until yeah. uh, oh, they were twenty eight thirteen at half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you know ESPN pulls these stats out of nowhere, but I guess it was like the biggest comeback from a number one ranked team or something <laughs> in the last yeah, thirty well, yeah. years. Well, I mean, it was almost like they had forgotten how to play football. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will credit that to, you know, Trevor Lawrence being out. I'm very curious to see how that's going to play this week because they have announced that he is not playing in Notre Dame, mm-hmm. uh, well, which now, tells me that he might actually be like serious COVID six, a little six. bit. Yeah, sick, sick. Well, and I also, too, kind of want to give credit, which sounds very weird to say, but also I kind of want to give credit to Boston College for yeah, taking yeah. advantage of it and knowing like okay like they're i don't want to say their heartbeat but just like a major player in that team isn't there so you know that at practice they were working their asses off to be like you know what this is our chance we're going to bring it and we're not going to make it easy for them yeah yeah and and so like good for good for them all right Two final games to talk about. Let's start with Texas and Oklahoma State, where Texas won 41-34 in overtime. Yeah, I, I Oklahoma State let that one get away from them. I just couldn't believe that. 
Um, you know, this is a Texas team that, you know, they punch down at teams they should be. Um, you know, but when it comes to teams that, te- you know, we'll say are, are even and peers, you know, it, Texas typically doesn't pull these wins out. But, um, you know, I give a lot of credit to Texas. Um, you know, I, I th- but this is the uh, this is the game that knocked the Big 12 out of uh, playoff contention. Yeah, because uh, there are no more undefeated teams. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is only going to give the Big 12 commissioner the, the ammo. He's like, look, look at this. Look at this league top to bottom. We just beat each other up. And it's just like, no, bro, you all kind of suck. Um, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, the final game worth talking about is Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, Penn State didn't really feel like they were in this one as much as they have in previous years. No. Um, I, and honestly, I think that has a lot to do with Ohio State on offense. Um, defensively, I think they get they did a good job. Um, but I they they need the linebackers of you know this is the common thing throughout the probably last four or five years and tim you can back me up on this the linebacker play has been average at best yeah um you know that's something they really have to tighten up um you know i, I i'm interested to see how shiano preps for ohio state this weekend uh because i think this could be the game that kind of gets everybody you know the chance to kind of flex uh, you get some of your your third and four string players in towards the end of the game because I don't give a shit if Rutgers won last weekend. They've got <laughs> they've got nothing on Ohio State. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even so. think that there's a uh, betting odds on that game because it would just be unfair. Yeah. Um, there but was. Yeah. Oh, have- the other thing I wanted to mention is now that uh, the Big 12 is eliminated and we can probably assume uh, the Pac-12 won't get in because it's the Pac-12. Do we have a shot at Cincinnati in the the playoff? I think if Cincinnati wins this weekend, I don't think you can count them out. I really don't. Um, they're just with with how weird the season's been because of COVID. Um, I, you know, the Pac-12 I don't think has a hitter um, that's going to run the table and finish undefeated. Right. Uh, um, but you know, Cincinnati's played great football. Um, you know, I think Luke, Luke Fickle learned a lot from that interim year he spent as Ohio State's head coach. Um, and, and look at what he's done in Cincy. I just I, I'm with you on this one, Tim. I don't, I don't think you can count Cincinnati out if they win this weekend. Um, but the, the biggest issue for Cincy is don't get caught in a trap game between yeah. now and playoff time, you know, Um because I don't see any league putting two teams in this year. Um, yeah, especially like, because like you've got Clemson, Notre Dame this weekend. We'll talk about in a minute here and Florida, Georgia. So let's say, you know, Clemson and Florida win that. I don't think that you can bump Florida above Cincinnati. No. Uh, and, and then on top of that, no. is, Florida, is Florida getting out of the SEC championship game? Right, right. Even if you do bump them up, what happens when Alabama steamrolls them? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and even, even if they don't steamroll them, um, but Alabama winning is yeah. just another, not that you know, it's another loss for an sec team. I don't think you can put two of them in this year. I just right, don't, right. I, I, I don't think with, with the, excuse me, the like kind of like the helter skelter way in which these teams started their season that you can fundamentally say, you know, 
uh, we can put two teams from one conference in, uh, considering that we, you know, they're, they're picking each other off one by one. Yeah. Uh, so if this is if this is a year we get a group of five team men, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it would. I mean, it would be a 2020 thing. But let's turn to our picks of the week. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Um, we'll start with college football and head out west. BYU is a two point favorite as they head to Boise State. Mac, let's start with you. I've actually watched BYU just beat up on everybody this year. Um, Which because, is weird. Well, they're, they're an independent, so they don't have a conference schedule, and they just called a lot of schools up like, hey, do you want to play football? Um, so these teams haven't exactly what you had been, like cream of the crop. Uh, Boise State has shown uh, he, they're the toughest out in college football. Um, you know, they find ways to win, um, you know, and as much as I like Boise, uh, I'm going to go like I think Boise wins. Uh, I, I don't think BYU pulls this one out. They haven't really played anybody uh, up to Boise State's kind of um, uh, level. So okay. um, I think it'll be close. But, uh, you know, I think this is BYU's first loss. Oh, oh, see, I went with BYU, but I, literally only because of they are seven and oh. Boise State is 2-0. and So I feel like they have been put through their paces a little more, regardless of who they've played. So I feel like the engine has warmed up a little bit more for them. So that's why I went with them. Yeah. Um, and I really don't like Boise State. I've, ne- I've never liked Boise State. So. All right, Tim. Tim, before you get into your picks, all right, uh, stand by. Nope, go ahead. I got to find this year's schedule. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have very little that I care about in this game. Um, And I'm grossly underprepared for this weekend. So I've got BYU just as a two-point favorite on the road. I don't have any rhyme or reason for it. Uh, So we're just going to move on with that. Okay, but this is is BYU's schedule right now. Navy, the game against Army was postponed. Troy, Louisiana Tech. University of Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky. So they've they've essentially played like a Sun Belt Conference schedule. Yeah, uh, this far. Um, so Navy tends to be at least a decent team. Maybe not a spectacular team, but at least you know not a uh, easy win. And Houston can surprise you. Yeah, but see, Navy Navy's down this year. Um, you know and. That that's a winnable game. You're you're right. They they're typically a tough out, but um, you know this isn't the same Navy teams that we saw from three or four years ago. You know, so I mean, it's I, I just think Boise State is a better team overall, um, but I think it'll be close. All right, uh, let's head to the Big Ten, where we have Michigan coming off that loss to Michigan State. A two-point favorite heading into Indiana and the Hoosiers. Heather, we'll start with you. Um, I I went with Indiana at this because <laughs> I just feel like Harbaugh's confidence has just been beaten down so much that um, yeah, I just, I went with Indiana on this one. You're not wrong on that, <laughs> Mac. 
Um, I, on the other hand, uh, think that Harbaugh is going to bounce back against, you know, and the Wolverines will bounce back against Indiana. Uh, Indiana did beat Penn State, yes, but that was a really close uh, touchdown at the end of the game. Um, and I'll tell you right now, the quarterback for Indiana came up clutch in a few, uh, you know, positions. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, he didn't look good throwing the ball. Uh, and you can you can beat. We saw this past weekend. You could beat Michigan through the air. Uh, but that that quarterback for Indiana, he just. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think he, he, he can pick apart the, the coverage the way Michigan State's QB did. So I'll, I'll go Michigan. Yeah, um, I have Michigan as well. Um, I think for no other reason than they're coming out of that Michigan State game angry. Uh, they have talent on that team. They have quite a bit of talent. Yeah. Um, I think that they can compete with pretty much anybody who's not named Ohio State in the league. And Indiana is not named Ohio State. So combine that with the anger, I've got Michigan. Well, and part of it, too, is um, I really don't care about either (laughs) of them. And two, it's also 2020. So who the fuck knows? Right. Yes. I mean, that that could be said for any matchup. We go through the rest of the season, actually. (laughs) Speaking Mm -hmm. of a 2020 matchup. Let's head to the ACC. Clemson, without Trevor Lawrence, is still a five-point favorite at Notre Dame. Mac, you get this one first. Yeah, I think you guys know how I'm going to go with this. Uh, I really, Etienne can play with anybody and make them look bad. Um, I think the last few years of Clemson being in the playoff has showed that. Etienne is a fucking amazing talent. Uh, I'm an I'm a Etienne fanboy. Um, so I'm going Clemson. I think it'll be close, but definitely I'm going with Clemson. Heather? Um, because of you, Mac, I have also kind of become an Etienne fan fangirl. So um, I am also going to go with Clemson on this. Um, I, I think even despite not having Trevor Lawrence, I think that they're having that, you know, him in their back pocket, essentially, I've they're going to get it done. Yeah. All right. I am going to differ. Um, oh. I think we, if, the, if this were any other week of the year, uh, this is Clemson's game. You have Trevor Lawrence in that game, and this is Clemson's game. Um, you don't have Trevor Lawrence. You only have Etienne, and you have DJ, a quarterback. They struggled with Boston College. Notre Dame is a much better team. Uh, I've got Notre Dame. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, I, I respect you for going with Notre Dame, Tim, but Notre Dame always chokes in big games. <laughs> that, may be, that may be true, but this is this is a chance for them. They're, they're sitting at that number four slot. Um, I, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Uh, and our final game for college football takes us down to the Florida Georgia line in Jacksonville. Uh, what is it? The the world's largest tailgate party yes. or cocktail party? World's largest cocktail party, which mm-hmm. has been di- which has been disavowed as the name as of like two or three years ago. Yes, right. Yeah, uh, but we're still going to call it the world's largest cocktail party. Florida Georgia Georgia's a three and a half point favorite. Heather, take us away. Um, I went with Georgia on this one. I just. I like how they're playing this year. I mean, it's not great, but I feel like it's better than Florida. And just 
Florida gets on my damn nerves. So I'm going with Georgia on this one. Yeah, I kind of I kind of vacillated back and forth on this one. Um, I, I still don't like uh, the QB situation for Georgia. Uh, like I said, Stetson Barrett the fourth. He's a future congressional, uh, you know, representative <laughs> for Athens. Um, but if let's face it, if Georgia didn't have the rash of injuries at QB, he would just be trotted out at alumni meetings uh, in the Georgia football blazer to shake hands. Um, you know, but with that being said, Georgia's played very good football uh, with him at quarterback. Um, if if and this is a big if. If Georgia, uh, you know, their their offensive staff, uh, you know, scripts a good game, I like Georgia. Um, and I'm going to go with Georgia. Uh, I, I just don't think I've seen enough from Florida to see them winning big games like this. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think this is, again, this is going to be another close one. And it's going to come down to quarterback play. I really believe that. So if Stetson Barrett could limit turnovers, make the throws, he's – He's, he can make, and Georgia runs the ball and controls the clock, this is going to be a Georgia win. All right. I, too, went back and forth on this one. Um, I really, truly wanted to take Florida in this game, um, if for no other reason than to appease my in-laws, uh, who are both Florida grads, as I have talked about the problem is what happened at halftime last week. Yeah. And those suspensions are going to hurt Florida. Yeah. Uh, so I've got Georgia in this game. Um, I think it's probably going to be a slugfest. It may be a ve- it's either going to be very high or very low. I think it's a close game, but I'm rolling with Georgia. That wraps it up for college football. Let's turn to the NFL. Uh, First off, we get Seattle, a three-point favorite on the road in Buffalo. Uh, Mac, you you get to kick this off. Yeah, I – Seattle and – I mean, Buffalo, you know, I was really high on this team. You guys know that. Uh, But it it seems like they've kind of fallen back down to earth, Um, you know, I, and they're playing Seattle, man. I mean, they've got the Wilson to Metcalf <laughs> fucking pipeline there. Good luck stopping it. Um, I'm going to not forget Lockett. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, is Lockett is getting those opportunities because people are realizing just how good Metcalf is. Yeah. Um, Lockett doesn't have to deal with double teams anymore. Um, you know, and, and let's face it. Seattle's figured out how to run the ball with with four different running backs, you know, and, and they do it well. Uh, you know, they finally got an offensive line to give uh, Wilson a little bit of, uh, you know, breathing room where he's not scrambling for his life. Um, I, I like Seattle. I, this is a great team, um, you know, and, and Buffalo, I still see them winning the East, but, you know, the, the AFC East isn't quite NFC East bad, but it's not good either. Uh, so I, I'm let's go Seahawks. Heather. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks on this just because of, I don't know, it, it, I've I've said it this whole season, just they've played very well. Um, they've they've managed to play consistent and and it's fucking Buffalo. Like, really? Mm. 
All right. I've got Seattle as well. Um, Russell Wilson is probably still the MVP front runner. I think mm-hmm. he's probably going to get his first MVP. Yeah. Um, in he fact, should have won it, it last year. Is, isn't there some like weird stat that he hasn't even gotten an MVP vote? Uh, he should have won last he should have won last year. I don't know if that's correct, but like uh, Wilson was played out of his mind last season and, and somehow got passed over. Um, you know, I, I, I just really like Russell Wilson. Um, you know, he's, he's a fucking outstanding quarterback. And now, you know, like I said, Seattle's got him a, an offensive line. Um, you know, they're running the ball well, and it's giving him time to just pick people apart through the air. I mean, look at the guy, uh, he's at like at what twenty seven touchdowns, twenty six touchdowns on the year already. Um, yeah. uh, like and, it's, and it's that is crazy. That is confirmed. Russell Wilson has never received a single vote for MVP. Wow, I, I that's I bananas. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, that's insane. Well, and I also too, and I I know our listeners can't can't see it, but I am actually wearing the XFL. Seattle Dragons shirt, but I do not want people to get it twisted. That is literally <laughs> the only Seattle team that I. Oh well, no, the Kraken. I do support. I was going to say until it. the Kraken gets started. The Kraken, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are the only two. Those are the only two exceptions to it. So, yeah. All well, right. Just think, Our... just think, Heather, you're going to get an NBA team in the next few years, so you can hop on that bandwagon. Yeah, I know. But listen, though, I'm really excited because I can probably I'm actually going to get to go to like Seattle Saints games. They don't happen very often, but I'm going to get to go. So I'm super excited about that. So, yeah. Our second NFL game, Baltimore is a two point favorite at Indianapolis. Heather, kick it off. Oh, God. Also a game I really don't give a shit about, but I'm going to go with Baltimore on this one because it's just sounds like the right choice. All right. Yeah. I I think Baltimore is going to come back hungry after a Pittsburgh loss. Um, You know, let's face it. John Harbaugh has coached these guys very well, Um, you know, and, and you still have Lamar Jackson, Uh, you know, India is much better than they were two or three years ago. But I, I mean, I don't know if Philip Rivers is the guy that gets you over the hump in the playoffs right now. Um, he, he's played much, you know, better than he did last year in, in L.A. But, you know, Baltimore still one of the, the top teams in the AFC um, and they squeak. You know, it was a squeaker against Pittsburgh. So definitely going Ravens in this one. Yeah, um, I'm just going to play the uh, law of transitive properties. I know it doesn't apply in sports, but it's going to apply here. Cleveland beat <laughs> Indy. Baltimore crushed Cleveland. Baltimore's going to crush Indy. Yeah. You know what? I, I like the mathematical basis for this, though, Tim. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that doesn't apply any given Sunday. Anybody can win. But Baltimore's going to win big here. Uh Heading out to new uh, to uh, Heather's neck of the woods, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a t- five and a half point favorite, but we're going to start with Mac on this one. <laughs> are you, are you going to say his name or are you just going to call him number 12? He's number 12, okay. um, <laughs> especially when I'm picking them to win. Uh, <gasps> Brady. Really? Yes. Brady uh, and Gronk have kind of revived their magic. Like I said, Fournette, 
uh, in limited carries is making more of those than Ronald Jones is. Um, Brady looks comfortable in a pocket. He's got weapons to throw to. And I think everybody knows how good he can be when he's got weapons to throw to, uh, considering last year he had nobody to throw to and still had a pretty fucking good season. Um, so I'm going with number 12 in the Buccaneers in this game. Heather, it's not a slight against your boys, but I, I know. I, I, I know. just, I just, I understand. With with Michael Thomas still questionable to come back this week, and how kind of one note New Orleans offense is, and and how they've kind of backslid defensively. I just, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. I mean, don't worry. I will be meeting with my newly appointed legal counsel provided to me by my employer uh, to have you written out of my will, but that's fine. Okay, that's understandable. (laughs) Heather, does that mean you're taking your boys? I will always take my boys, even if I'm not like super confident in them. I will always pick them because they are my babies and I love them and I am loyal to a fault when it comes to them. Um, But kind of like unfortunately it's kind of like what Mac was saying that now they've kind of, they've, they've warmed the engine up and I don't foresee them making the same mistakes that they did the first time we played them. And the saints have, are making it very difficult to be fan, to be a fan this season, but I will still do it. I still love them. So I'm going to go with new Orleans, but I'm not super confident in it. Heather, I appreciate your, like, you have to. You got to roll with your people, man. I will. I will roll with them. Even if it means that we have to go back to the paper sack days, I will. But I won't have a paper sack because I feel like, okay, if you have a shitty team, just own it. Just be oh, a yeah. part of it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to make the short and sweet. I don't trust the Saints, especially without Michael Thomas, uh, Tampa Bay in this one. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Why, why would Michael Thomas not be playing in this game? He's he's still listed as questionable on the injury report. Why? He was going to play last week, but he got suspended. He's still questionable. Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Takes... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I still pick my boys, but still. That takes us to our pick of the week. And if you are a local gym owner who would like to sponsor and put your name in front of the pick of the week, uh, we would love to enter some discussions with you. We can have, you know, the so-and-so gym pick of the week. Yes. Um, And number one fan is working on the little ditty for it. Okay. He just, it's, it hasn't come to him yet. He has been tuning his ukulele and working on some chords. So it's going to, it's going to be pretty great. So. Well, maybe, maybe he can write a little ditty (laughs) about Jackson Houston. Uh, I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants to. (laughs) This, this one hurt my feelings when you said it. <laughs> Houston is a seven point favorite heading into Jacksonville. Heather. Um so I <laughs> Heather Heather gets first crack at this shit show. <laughs> That's what the pick of the week is. Oh, it is a shit show. The, oh, literally the only reason I even like bothered with a pick was I was just I went with a with allegiances on it, and um, 
Oh, I'm still kind of undecided. Um, oh, God. I have to make a pick right now, too, don't I? Yep. I tell you what, Heather, you can forfeit your time, swap to me. Tim can give his, and then we can come back to you if you're still that undecided. Yeah. Let me let me pass. All right, okay. back. All right. The, the unprecedented pass has occurred. <laughs> I know. This is the first time. That's how sh- listen, that's how shitty this game is. Okay. That we I needed to use my pass. Yes. Now uh, again, into the bylaws, everybody gets one pass for the season. Heather, you used yours. <laughs> nobody Matt, keep track like... of that, please. Nobody keep track of that. <laughs> okay. So I looked at the rosters. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Gardner Minshew will not be playing this week. Uh, they're they're going with their whoever the number two is. Um, Who is that number two? But uh, I really is it going to be Luke Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Did Jacksonville call up our former neighbor? <laughs> no, his former neighbor. It's his former neighbor. Oh no, it's it's ours too, Heather. We, we oh, okay, we, yeah, it's ours too. That's right. That's right. We live recording. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Mike Glennon. So ready. He stays at the ready. Okay. Mike Glennon. Oh, NC State. The, the yeah, it's a third yeah. round pick out of NC State in 2013. Oh over, God. Overpaid. Remember, he was the guy that was signed to like a. $25 million deal with the Bears and then they drafted Mitchell. Oh. So, um, but I digress. Um, I really still like Deshaun Watson. He still has some people to throw to uh, and they have Johnson at running back. So, with that being said, I'm going to go out on a limb and say my pick of the week is the Houston Texans. All right. Uh, Heather, are you ready or do you need me to go? No, I'm just. Thank you, Mac. You helped. You helped turn glad, the tide. I'm glad I so, could. <laughs> yeah, you helped turn the tide. So I'm going to go Houston on this one, too. All right. Um, so I was going to pick Jacksonville, thinking that Gardner Minshew was starting the quarter, was starting this week. Um, you know what? For shits and giggles? Are you going to do it? I'm going to roll with Jacksonville. Nice. Listen, it's 2020, bitch. Okay? Right. It's 2020. Right. Yeah. I mean, outside of Deshaun Watson, the Texans have fuck all. Um, <laughs> so on like offense. They have J.J. Watt and like fuck all on defense. Without uh, Minshew, they have fuck all. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got Jacksonville. I mean, uh, the, the, I'm, I'm going to roll with it. The sad thing is, is, uh, you know, everybody had Minshew mania going into the end of last season. And then you, you I saw that you two assholes were on Minshew mania, but I was not. OK, first, no, because any man that rocks a standalone mustache with a soul patch needs to be taken out back with a and beaten with a sock full of quarters. OK, All right? bless you. that's right. That is the correct answer. Yeah. OK. But, but I feel like we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Y'all were all on. Where y'all oh, were on the Minshew train. It was, it was a joke at best. Um, and mm. especially especially coming from Blake Bortles. Yeah, every, you know, Jacksonville fans were excited. Yeah. But I, I think you see what you get with <laughs> Minshew. He, he's a, you know, he's a, a clipboard carrier. You know, he'll get you a game or two if you need him. But he's never going to be the guy that puts together 16 good games and leads Jacksonville to the promised land. Um, yeah. 
So are you saying that that Jacksonville literally just has like a meme for a quarterback? Essentially, yes. Okay. Uh, Honestly, I felt like that's what you were saying. Yeah, which which pretty much sums up Jacksonville. Yeah, they honestly the city. Yeah, they. Oh God, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how they got a professional football team, but I digress. Um, you know, they probably would have been better off giving old Falk a call. Our boy does need some work. Uh, he does. Has anybody checked on him? I'm, I'm sure he's. I should swing over there. He's probably selling used cars right now. Um, at, but at least like like leave like little things of like an- cat food or dog food outside. Yeah, Make sure his animals yeah, so- are okay. Yeah, something. All right, report. real quick before we get into fantasy, an update on those quick pick standings. We all went four and three last week. Woo! Uh, so I am at 29 and 16 in first place. Heather still is in second place at 25 and 20. And Mac is in last at 24 and 21. Over into our fantasy football, we're going to make this quick. Uh, Mike I- knocked off Team No Luck. James, oh. the French button pushers, not won the battle of the Jameses. Mm. Cheesehead Canuck mm. beat Team Burza. I'm so excited. He's getting doors. Harrison <laughs> uh, blew out the uh, Josh's Modines three and out. And I suffered my first loss yes! at the hands of Heather and her first win, 120 to 98. In a game that I still can't believe went that way. The day is mine, asshole. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to say this. I was losing until the Monday night game. And then I had five players that were. <laughs> I still don't know how I lost to Heather when she got nothing out of Michael Thomas. Oh my God. Listen, I uh, was so excited on Sunday night because I was like, oh, I've got this. I've got this. And then something happened. I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck happened because you had zero players left in play and I still had two. And somehow, like, I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't care because I still what? I got a W. Yep. That's all that matters. I was paying more attention to Heather's roster than I did my own. Um, (laughs) I was really excited. And I tinkered. I tinkered with my roster too. And you're not supposed to tinker, but I did. And I put fucking Michael Thomas in because I was like, Oh, he's going to play. This boy's going to give me points. Suspended. God. Uh, This week, Mac and I have a matchup. Uh, Team no luck faces number one fan, James and the Mr. McGiblets McGiblets. Harrison faces off. a soft G. It's giblets. That's a hard G. No, J is a hard G. No, it's not. Oh. That's a soft one. G is the hard okay. G. Okay. Uh, don't don't mind me. I've, okay. okay. I've had a uh, is that, Lu- that Louisiana public school? <laughs> it is. It is, that, it is that Northeast Louisiana public education. Don't worry about it. Harrison faces the French button pushers. Josh takes on Cheesehead Canuck and generic team name Burza uh, looks to stop Heather from picking up her second win. It's probably going to it's probably going to happen. So don't you know, don't don't get your you know, I don't have to fight that one. I do not understand how I suffered my first loss 
and the final standings projections moved me from finishing second to finishing first in projections. Well, it's because we all had a shit weekend except Heather. So Listen, I was so goddamn happy. Listen, y'all cannot <laughs> even understand how happy I was that my that will likely be my only victory this entire season was to you. All right. Heather, do you have the uh college pickup standing? I I do. Um so um not sure how everybody else did last week, but I did okay. It wasn't great. I thought I was going to do a lot better, but I did not. Um, so uh, number one smug asshole is in the first place with 181 points, and we all know who that is. Um, I am now in second place with 170 points. MD is our third place at 168 I did confirm points. that is Misty. All right, so Misty, thank you. I appreciate you confirming that. So Misty, you are in our third place spot with 168. Uh, Joshua, you are at 152 at number four. Number one fan, you are at number five uh, at 125. And uh, Mac, you are dead last champ at 59 points. To be fair, that's 59 over two weeks. Yeah. yeah, that is 59 over two weeks. So y- you will be the Sacco probably for this league, but that's yeah. okay. I don't no, know. He might okay. catch Josh. He, oh, yeah. if Josh <laughs> keeps forgetting to make his picks. Yeah, he could. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I can't really complain. I got 30 points the first week, 29 the second week. Hey, that's I, listen, the way this season has gone, that's pretty solid. Yeah, there's so. a pick this week involving Liberty. Yeah, I picked Liberty. It's random. It's very random. So I like I can't say anything about that because ESPN picks the games like like I have no say over those games. It's all on ESPN. And I think they do that just to kind of spread it out a little bit. So you're not just picking, you know, power five conference games because, you know, like you need to kind of spread it out a little bit. So, yeah, but I I did pick Liberty, guys. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then and also too, don't forget to keep doing the UFC like pickums. It's just yes. been me and James, um, and so it's you know, like I said, it's been me and James, but it it is you know a lot of fun. And James was saying, you know, if he didn't drink already, the Silva farewell speech definitely would have drove driven him to drink. So. <laughs> So, because Silva lost this weekend for his last fight, yeah, retirement. But um, and I was I was dealing with Halloween and trick or treating stuff, so I, I didn't get to watch it. But he said that the speech was just really emotional and touching, and and made him kind of get in his feels about it. So, um, so definitely James is very good about posting stuff in the group with it. So definitely join us on that. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Hometown Crowd Pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple podcast listener, drop us a review and we will read it on the air. 
You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows, That's Just My Face, Dead Girls Talking, and Marital Tiffs. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. Yeah, everybody, shop local. Shop local. Mm-hmm. And be kind to yourselves. It's kind of been a rough week for everybody. So just remember to take a couple minutes, be kind to yourselves. And just also to remember that I beat Tim in fantasy football this week. Okay, well, on that note, have a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs>